On June 18th, the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board, or TTAB, canceled six federal registrations for trademarks that include the term Redskins. In the case of Black Horse versus Pro Football, Inc., the TTAB, which is an independent administrative tribunal within the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, ruled two to one in favor of a joint petition filed by five Native Americans that the term Redskins is disparaging when used in relation to professional football services. The registrations, however, will remain on the Federal Register of Marks and won't be listed as canceled until after Pro Football, Inc. has had its appeal heard. Finnegan partner Mark Summers joins us now to discuss the implications of this case and where the controversy goes from here. Mark, this decision was about right to register and not right to use. The difference is significant. Perhaps you could explain. Sure. The right to register is a right granted by the United States Patent and Trademark Office, and it provides certain presumptions. It doesn't give you the right to use. Those are developed under the common law. And the board was quick to point out in their decision that this decision specifically dealt with the right to register and not the right to use, because they could sense the political fallout from the decision, and they wanted to make that clear at the outset. In its decision, the TTAB stated, at a minimum, approximately 30 percent of Native Americans found the term redskins to be offensive when the respective registrations were issued. What's the evidence to support that claim from so many years ago? The board takes a look at a particular time period in making the assessments, and that's at the time of the registration. And these registrations were registered years ago. And you really can't time travel and go back and ask somebody for direct evidence of what they feel about a particular term. So we rely upon circumstantial evidence. And the particular evidence that the board relied upon was basically a 1993 resolution uh, passed by the National Congress of American Indians which basically stated that the term was historically disparaging. The board determined it to be relevant and admissible. And since the National Congress of American Indians constituted about 30% of the Native American population at that time, the board felt that the particular resolution was clearly probative of the views of Native Americans held at the particular reference time, the time of the registrations. Mark, what options does Redskins owner Daniel Snyder now have? Well, he'll have two options. One is to appeal the decision directly to the United States Appellate Court for the Federal Circuit. That is a straightforward appeal. The record comes up as it existed at the uh, TTAB. And then the other option is to appeal that decision to the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia, which will provide uh, both parties the opportunity to introduce new evidence and for the court to assess that evidence, weigh that evidence, in making a decision. So technically, it's not an appeal, as it is commonly known, where an appellate court is reviewing an existing record. Rather, the parties are provided the opportunity to supplement that record and basically allow the court to make a decision on particular, oh, advantageous facts that may not have been developed completely during the board proceeding. A different group of Native Americans filed a similar case in 1992, but that case was later dismissed in the federal courts. Do you believe the outcome will be any different this time? Well, the outcome in the uh, prior case, at least on the appeals, was really handled on the basis of evidentiary grounds and uh, latches, whether or not the particular petitioner in that case had standing, had uh, had they waited too long. And there was an opportunity for the court to look at that issue and dispose of that case based on that ground, as opposed to reaching the merits. So the merits of whether or not the term redskins Uh, is disparaging or not, never reached decision at the appellate level. 
So it's anybody's guess how the appellate court, whether it's the federal circuit or the district court, is going to decide that issue. It will be an issue of first impression, at least at the appellate level. Since the decision came down, Mark, many experts have said it's inconsequential because even if lost on appeal, the team will maintain common law rights to the name. Can you explain a bit? Sure. Common law rights are developed through use of a trademark. You don't need a federal registration to have and acquire uh, common law rights. And you can enforce those common law rights against third parties who are using confusingly similar trademarks or infringing outright infringements. In terms of the legal consequence of the decision, assuming that it's upheld on appeal, is that the Redskins will no longer have the presumptions of ownership afforded by the federal registration and will be left to prove ownership under the common law. Having used the mark for decades, I think there is very little issue as to whether or not they can establish common law rights and they will be able to enforce their rights, particularly against those that are selling counterfeits and things of that order. After all, uh, the decision only dealt with the term Redskins and did not deal specifically with the Indian logo, uh, let alone the uh, well-known burgundy and gold colors. In a broader societal context, what role has this case or others like it played as a public vehicle to voice objection over terms viewed as disparaging? Generally, a trademark law is about consumer protection, and it seeks to avoid confusion and cut down the time that you and I use in making decisions, purchasing decisions. For example, when I look at a particular brand, I don't have to look at anything in the containers. I, I know what it is. I know what the quality is, and it allows me to quickly make these purchasing decisions and move on. The consumer protection side is to avoid people from confusing other products with that name. And here we are looking or reviewing a particular term and determining whether that term is disparaging or not. And that is more of a, of a social issue. It certainly has nothing to do with consumer protection insofar as this issue is concerned. Rather, it's, it's an issue to determine whether or not a particular term is disparaging. And that is a more of a social term. In the gridiron of sport, Redskins means a particular professional football club. In the larger societal context, it weighs in on whether or not that particular term is disparaging to a particular demographic, in this case, Native Americans. And a uh, agency of the U.S. government, the Trademark Office, has landed on the side of the Native Americans and said, yes, indeed, that term is disparaging. And finally, Mark, what are the market implications for other sports franchises, schools, and businesses? From a trademark standpoint, probably not. You, you either have a brand or you don't. And again, is it an indicator of source for your particular products or goods or services or educational institutions? But from the broader context, it could turn into a forum to challenging particular names based on whether or not a particular demographic views it as disparaging. And in this case, it actually removes itself from the underpinnings of trademark law, that is a consumer protection, and places it into a context of whether or not we consider particular terms, at least publicly, to be disparaging. And in that context, it's serving more of a social barometer of uh, how people view terms. The reason the case basically got all the attention that it did was because it involved two very heartfelt social issues. One was a, a very proud franchise 
with a storied history and Super Bowl wins. And the other was, of course, a particular demographic that felt that the name was disparaging. And when you have these two competing interests and you use trademark law to make that decision, it really steps outside of what most people would view as the function of that area of law, because you are ultimately having to make a decision as to whether or not something is disparaging or not. And there's very few institutions or agencies that are empowered to make that decision. Our guest has been Mark Summers, a partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan. Finnegan.